definitely human. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. dot com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. It is the winter of nineteen twenty six. Chicago. Reuniting with her estranged friends after five years, Dr. Dorothy Taylor chases the faint echoes of an evil she thought vanquished. Delving into the seedy underworld of speakeasies and gangsters, she hopes to unravel the net of rumors and speculation and discover what monsters may have survived in the Infinite Bad. The Butchers of Goose Lake, Part Two. Our heroes have made it inside the Three of Clubs, a hidden speakeasy in the worst part of Chicago. The interior has a strange uterine quality, afforded by the use of heavy reddish-purple drapes that insulate the sounds of revelry from the street above, and the dank, unventilated air is heavy with the smell of sweat and spit. The ceiling is low, and the floor space is crowded with small, squat tables made of dark wood. Dorothy Taylor finds herself squeezed between the wobbly furniture and Sebastian Saint Battenberg, who is entirely too large for this space, variously knocking into hissing gas lamps and the hundred or so raucous patrons crammed into the room. The three of clubs' customers seem to be a varied demographic. They range from obvious derelicts wrapped in rags and with frayed hats still pulled low over their brows, hunched over liquor cups in the corners, to the wealthy young socialites slumming it in the south side, wide-eyed and nervous but feigning disaffection. In the midst of this heaving vice, a few of the patrons cast their eyes over our heroes appraisingly, trying to gauge whether they fit in here. While we're here, might as well have a drink. Approach the bar. Uh, okay, so the four of you approach the bar, and uh, everyone else who is at the bar, they don't move to make room for you, so you kind of have to squeeze your way in, and there's just enough room for the four of you to perch on the bar, uh, which is grimy and sticky already. There is a barkeep. Uh, he's wearing a bartender uniform that looks a size too large for him, and he has stone fruit fuzz around his thin jaw. 
he seems to be keeping to himself mostly, polishing a glass with a rag, but then he looks over to the four of you and kind of nods upward with his chin inquiringly. Uh, a brandy for me, I think, and Mr. Cavendish. Have a sherry, a sherry. please. Uh, Dorothy, a cup of tea, and Joy, <laughs> a glass juice. of warm milk. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian, I would also like a sherry, please. And I'll have a whiskey. Oh. Oh. Okay, then. Those things instead of what I said. <laughs> okay, uh, you assume that he heard you because he turns and starts uh, pouring liquids into small copper cups. And then he turns around after a few uh, moments and, and goes into the back room. Not very good service here, is it? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Sebastian, what were you going to tell us before we came okay. inside? So, first of all, it's great to see you guys again. <laughs> it's been a long time and it's just so good to see you all. Just really great. And oh, I'm, you don't need to say anything. I'm sure you feel the same. <laughs> um, so... I don't know if you recall, but in our previous excursion in Hong Kong, Sophia. Does anyone remember Sophia? Oh, yes. yes. She was one who insinuated herself into our group to get a passage to the island. Who we left to die, yes. Um, <laughs> Sophia had a journal with that dainty little lock oh, on yes. it. Yes, you remember journal. Mrs. Cavendish. Um, I acquired that journal and I've been studying it and I'd like to share with you what I've found. So adjusting his glasses. <laughs> so I start I, I get out um not the journal but like some notes that I've obviously written well, down. Like loose notes. Yeah. And scraps of paper. <laughs> but I'm like adjusting my glasses. <clears throat> the text is in Portuguese, of course. I have noted a key phrase, uma coisa que now e minha está dentro, which I think I pronounced perfectly. There. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Portuguese acquaintance of mine was kind enough to translate, something that isn't mine is inside. Mm. Mm. Unsettling. Wow. I have seen Angela Grosley's name mentioned multiple times. No surprises there. There are also many illustrations, cryptic diagrams, and I think maps. The illustrations are medical in nature and seem to depict surgical procedures involving the removal of teeth, the opening of the throat, and numerous <coughs> obstetric uh, depictions, which I don't really understand. <laughs> the uh, maps seem to depict cities. I have traveled across Europe compiling information about various significant cities. I, I've even covered the walls of my home in, in pictures, linking them together with string. <laughs> um, but I haven't seen any layouts that have matched what is on the page. There are references to hidden basements in city buildings and suggestions of large amphitheaters, but these are impossible to entangle from the baffling prose. It may be that I am incapable of cracking the code, or more likely, the nature of what is going on is simply incomprehensible to a sane mind such as mine. <laughs> what is clear to me is that Angela Gresley was, or somehow still is, the leader of a satanic cult or nefarious secret society, hell-bent on evil. I have taken to calling these villains... The Tooth Fairies. <laughs> it is up to us to stop them. And with God on our side, we will. Wow. Wow, Sebastian. Yes. I'm going in pretty hard on this, I, I have to say. And it's great that you're all uh, with me on this one. 
and we're going to fight to the bitter end to defeat evil forever. Am I right? And I slam the bar <laughs> with my fist. Sebastian, have you Make seen... Make a strength check, Sebastian. <laughs> 16. Okay, uh, you <laughs> you slam the bar with your fist so hard that it knocks up uh, one of your, the neighboring patrons' drink uh, and sloshes it slightly, but not quite enough to tip it over. Sorry, Cornelia, you were saying? Have you seen any evidence of what is written in the journal? Evidence? Since you shot Peter Fairbank. No, but I mean, of all the things we've seen, Mrs. Cavendish, I mean, Which it are seems... now in the past... Well, except for the murders here in Chicago. Apart yes, exactly. The mob violence that you have seen, yes. Mrs. Cavendish, I know that you partly blame me for selfishly not allowing myself to die so that you may obtain some higher knowledge of the occult, but I genuinely don't think this is the end. It does seem rather unlikely that a single bullet could put an end to all of this horror. Exactly. So the barkeep returns now. He leans over to you and he says, all right, so we got a brandy. Yes. And he hands you a brandy. Uh, a whiskey. And he hands you a whiskey. <laughs> Great. Uh, two sherries. And he hands both sherries to you, Cornelia. Uh, we got some milk. And he hands it to you, Joy. Uh, and we got tea. And he hands it to you, Dorothy. Uh, the tea is horrific. It looks like a porridge made with loose leaf uh, tea, not nearly enough water and clearly off milk uh, that has kind of coalesced. He's used far too many tea leaves. Just, you, he clearly has never made tea and he doesn't understand <laughs> what the concept behind it is. Um, so it's literally just like a slurry of tea leaves with, with rotting milk in it. Uh, your milk is also off, Joy. <laughs> I'd slide the whiskey mm. over to you, darling. Thank you, Sebastian. I hand Joy Sherry. Thank you. Uh, and then he leans over to you, Cornelia, and he says, I wouldn't talk about the mob so loud in here. You know, there's a few guys around here who might have their fingers in some pies. Oh, you mean criminals? <laughs> yes, no, we are also criminals. Don't worry about that. Uh, we're all criminals here as well. Just, uh, just four criminals in a den of like-minded criminals. His mouth kind of hangs open a little bit and his eyes dance between the four of you. And he says, well, you let me know if you need anything else. And he stands back up and uh, goes into the back room, basically out of sight. Nice man. I like him. (laughs) So looking around, make an investigation check, everyone. 14. Three. Four. Twenty. Oh, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Cornelia... Hands again on my eyes, like binoculars. <laughs> Cornelia and Sebastian, uh, Sebastian, you especially, have your eyes fully peeled for anyone who could have any connection to what you've just been saying. And indeed, you think that you hear someone even mentioning the name Gresley in the crowd. And it kind of drifts through the hubbub of the conversation. You notice that the person who said this looks like a pretty young lady. She looks about 20. Uh, She's very well dressed in fine clothes, kind of a a flapper outfit. So she's got this kind of short hair and a a shapeless dress uh, cut quite short. Cornelia, uh, you notice a really archetypal gangster. He's got suspenders with his thumbs tucked under them. He's chomping on a cigar uh, and he's laughing very loudly at the ceiling while he gropes several girls who are around him, some of them uh, more or, or, or less keen on it. Maybe this is your... Um, Mr. Giancano. Mr. That's for one. 
listen, I know this sounds crazy, but I Here we go. did just hear someone mention Angela Gressley's name. No way. <gasps> Angela <gasps> Sebastian, now you're hearing things. <laughs> because I've heard the name Gressley, but not with Angela. And I don't know whether or not... Well, I heard Gressley and just assumed. Mm. <laughs> it was that woman over there. I think we should probably talk to her and see what she knows. I'm going to walk over to the woman. (laughs) I think he's finally cracked. (laughs) Okay. Um, As you muscle your way through the crowd, Sebastian, with your eyes, just baleful eyes, focused on this uh, young 20-year-old woman. Uh, uh, She gives this kind of tinkling laugh uh, while she holds a a cigarette in a cigarette holder and uh, looks at you as you approach Sebastian. And he says... Well, what can I do for you? Hello there, Sebastian St. Battenberg. Charmed, I'm sure. I hold up my hand. Okay, uh, she gives you her hand. Uh, I'd like to roll for charisma. Go for it. Is it, is it to try and charm her? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, 17. Okay. Uh, she says, And what's a big strapping man like you doing in Chicago of all places? Where do you come from? Uh, I come from England. Uh, listen, <laughs> I... So charming. I overheard... <laughs> I overheard you mention the name Gresley, and I was just wondering, could you perhaps have been talking about Angela Gresley, who happens to be an acquaintance of mine from England? Oh, she's a friend of yours. As I said, an acquaintance. <laughs> That's incredible. It's Vinny's new fiance. you see. I'd love to meet her. She sounds so glamorous. Uh, and, and you're both from England, of course. It yes. makes perfect sense. Yes, it's a s- small country. Um, yes, no, I, we know each other very well, actually. Uh, do you say Vinny? Yeah, Vinny owns this place, you see. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him tonight, but, you know, most nights he comes out and he says hi. All right, great. Uh, so he's the person to talk to. Um, sorry, I'm now just thinking out loud and sort of talking my thoughts. Um, well, if you know Angela, then I'm sure you know Vinny too. She would have introduced you to her new fiancé. You know what? We drifted apart. I haven't seen her for a while, actually. I was hoping to uh, reacquaint, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, I've taken up too much of your time. Um, have a pleasant evening, miss. Okay. Uh, the rest of you make perception checks. Thirteen. Seven. Uh, So Dorothy and Cornelia, you notice that as Sebastian is talking to uh, the lady in in the middle of the room, uh, the name Angela Gresley is said loudly by both of them. And you notice that there's two people at the back, one of which is the bartender, and he's talking to another person. And they're kind of looking very pointedly at both Sebastian and the woman that he's talking to. The bartender then comes back into the bar, but won't meet any of your eyes. Uh, while the other man goes back into the back room. Mm. Mm. I have lit my pipe and I (laughs) approach the gang smoking my pipe, looking very smug. (laughs) I have just done a bit of sleuthing and Angela Gresley is apparently um, familiar with the owner of this very establishment. Are you sure, Sebastian? Oh, yes. That's what Angela they Gresley. Said. They said Angela Gresley. They did, yes. I'd like to down my sherry at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening again. It's happening again. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't you see? It was always happening. It oh, never no. stopped happening, Mrs. Cavendish. <laughs> We're the only ones who can stop it from happening. And this... 
This is a good thing. We're finally on the trail. I'm finally on the trail. I'd like to down Joy's cherry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's good to have the old team back together. Cornelia, you noticed that the man that you had your eye on mm-hmm. uh, has now approached Dorothy and with his cigar still clamped between his uh, sleazy grin, he slams one of his hands on your shoulder and he says, Look at the games on you! <laughs> Sal told me you were coming in. Who are you going out with, baby? Dorothy, would you like me to render this gentleman unconscious? No, no, thank you, Sebastian. I think this might, in fact, be the gentleman that I was looking for. Do I have the pleasure of meeting Mr. Giancano right now? You going out with Frankie? Oh, I see. You're not. <laughs> I see. Do you know where Mr. Giancano might be this evening? He ain't got nothing I ain't got, baby. Okay. <laughs> he leans closer to you, and as he leers, you can smell the alcohol in his breath. Sebastian, would you like to take care of this? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to um, remove him from our presence, I suppose. Make an attack roll. Ten. Okay. Uh, As you place your hand where his shoulder would be, he kind of starts up and he looks over at you, Sebastian, and he says, me and the lady are having a chat here. The lady is quite finished having a chat. Thank you. Okay. uh, Make an intimidate check. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, He seems taken aback and he says, wow, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you're going to be such a wow. And he turns and, and uh, starts going back in towards the center of the establishment. Good going, Dorothy. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. There is still time to have render him unconscious <laughs> if you so desire. I mean, I think we really just need to focus on finding Mr. Giancano. Mm. So maybe we ask the bartender? Although I noticed earlier that he seemed to be... Not, Shifty. Well, mm. yeah, not happy that Angela Gressley's name was being mentioned so loudly. Did you notice the same thing? I did, yes. You're saying we should provoke him by mentioning the name louder and more frequently. I mean, we have done that, yes. <laughs> so far, so good. Yes. So you notice that the man has now also gone into the back room. The man. That you were just speaking to. Um, Where is this back room? It's next to the bar. You might be able to get in there with stealth or by causing a distraction or whatever. It's relatively accessible. The door is shut? Uh, the door is ajar. Can uh, I just take a peek through this ajar door and see if I can actually see what's going on in there? Yeah, make a stealth check. 16. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you kind of sidle over to the door and have mm-hmm. a look through the crack that leads through to the hallway beyond. You can see what looks like a dark hallway, a very short, small, dark hallway that ends in a room. It looks like an office, like a small mm-hmm. office. Uh, there's a lamp on and you can see the shadows moving, indicating that someone's inside doing something in there. That guy's just walked off, hasn't he? The guy that mm-hmm. we were having a scene with. Yeah, so there's the barkeep. but he was... Yeah, he was... Yeah. They might be... Willing to yeah, possibly to tell us where exactly. Frankie Giancano is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, who wants to approach the women? I can. Okay. Dorothy. Uh, so one of them seems particularly open to speaking with you and says, um, what are you doing here, babe? Well, actually, I was trying to find, uh, do you know Frankie Giancana? Oh, Frankie? Yeah, he should be in the back room. Oh, I see. Do you know him well? No, Bert doesn't like me talking to him. Bert. Is Bert the one who was just over here? Sure. He's a strong personality, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a bit of a tool. <laughs> <laughs> and the other girls laugh as well. Ha! 
<laughs> uh, do you know um do you know Vinny? She blanches slightly at the name and she says, I, I try not to have anything to do with Vinny. Do you know his fiance? The Angela, what's her name? Angela, Angela Grizzly? <laughs> Something like that? Nice. Uh, she sh- <laughs> Very nice, Dorothy. <laughs> she shakes her head and then she says, yeah, I, I've seen Vinny with a lot of girls. He, he goes through them pretty fast. I don't, I don't tend to keep track of, of the names. Okay, well, that's uh, that's super helpful. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem. So, okay, so in the back right now, we know that there is the bartender, this guy, Frankie, and probably Vinny. There's the other guy that the bartender was talking to before. How long has it been since Bert went in there? Uh, it's been about two minutes. I am going to walk through that door. That I'm going, I'm going to basically follow after Bert, I think. Okay. Uh... So just, like, not stealthily, just swing yeah, the door yeah, yeah, open. Yeah. And I'm going to be shouting. <laughs> Isaiah! Sarah! Come back here at once! Okay. Uh, so you, you swing the door open. Uh, what did the rest of you do? I really want to see how this plays out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll, Hopefully you can use the yeah. distraction to maybe sneak in and notice. Yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll be just behind. Uh, so you step inside, Sebastian, and as soon as you step inside, uh, you see the shadow that is in the lamplight of the office stop moving. So whoever's inside has heard you and has stopped moving. You three, Dorothy, Joy, and Cornelia, are now inside the hallway as well, and the door kind of gives closed again, as if it like lean, it leans on its hinges and closes behind you. Sebastian, what do you want to do? You do? Whoever's in the office hasn't responded to your shouts. I will march towards the office then, I suppose. Okay, uh, make a reflex saving throw. Five. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you march towards the office. Uh, a crowbar swings at you oh, no. and beams you right on the bridge of your nose. Uh, it sends you reeling back. You take six points of damage. You kind of stumble and the hallway is quite tight. So you're very nearly prone, but you manage to to stay on your feet in, in kind of an awkward crouch. <laughs> Roll for initiative, everyone. Oh, God. 12. 15. 9. 14. What do you do, Dorothy? Uh, well, I think that as soon as I entered the door, since I knew that we were kind of getting into a little bit of a tricky situation, I would have had my revolver, because I had a revolver with me, because I know how to, having worked in Chicago now for like nine months, it's been quite an important thing to be able to protect myself. So I've taken that out, mm-hmm. um, and I think I just, I'm just going to point it at the person who had the crowbar, and I'm just going to say... Uh, Stop right there. Okay. Um, from your angle, all you can see is a thick, heavyset shoulder and an arm holding a crowbar. The man is still mostly inside the office. Uh, you can see just the rim of a bowler hat also peeking out and kind of his shadow looming uh, in the entrance to the office. But you can audibly cock your gun yeah. uh, and point it and, and say stop right there, right? Yes. Uh, he doesn't seem to react to your warning in any way. Uh, what do you want to do, Sebastian? Can I see who this person is? Yes, you can. You have a better view of him. Uh, he looks like a tall, heavy-set man. He's wearing a suit uh, and a bowler hat, uh, and he's he's got a now bloody crowbar <laughs> uh, in but his hand. I haven't hand. seen this person before. Uh, no, you don't recognize him. This is not Bert. Seems there's been a misunderstanding. <laughs> I'm looking for Bert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he doesn't even seem to acknowledge your speaking at all. Like, it registers, but it, it's as if he doesn't understand you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I gingerly get to my feet then. Okay. Um, is he advancing on me? Uh, he seem to be... He like, looks like he means to continue to beat you, <laughs> yes. Very well. Um, then I guess I must defend myself. Yeah, we're just punching him? Yeah. Ten. Yeah, you hit him. Roll for damage. What's he rolling? Uh, D4, yeah. Two. Okay. Uh, it's a solid hit right on his jaw. Uh, he tries to raise up his crowbar to defend himself, but you manage to crack him and you can you can hear the sound of your fist hitting his, the, the bone in his jaw. Uh, he kind of reels backwards and he knocks a couple of things off the desk that is behind him in the office in the in the commotion as he tries to steady himself. Ah, where I'm from, we fight with fists. <laughs> uh, who got the 12? Uh, me. Oh, what do you want to do? I would like to march into the office and hit him with my umbrella. <laughs> okay. Yeah, roll, roll roll for attack. Seven. Okay. Yeah, you brute! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you, you march inside the office. Uh, he's trying to steady himself again. He's pretty much completely ignoring you, Cornelia, uh, as he tries to bend back his arm to attack Sebastian once again with his crowbar. Uh, you smack him a couple of times on the breast yes. of his jacket with your umbrella. Uh, the third of your smacks misses him entirely and hits the desk, uh, knocking a couple of things, uh, small uh, bric-a-brac off of it onto the floor. Uh, but he doesn't. He seems to not notice your your blows at all. Uh, Joy. While this commotion is happening, I want to stealthily sneak into the office and have a look around. Okay, make a stealth check at advantage because everyone is very distracted. Yes. Fifteen. Okay, perfect. Yeah, uh, he definitely doesn't notice you. So you see that inside this office, there is a small desk kind of crammed into the corner. It's got a ledger on it that seems to be showing various names. And for each name, there seems to be a physical description uh, and a number for each entry between one and three. Uh, you can also see that there is a sawed-off shotgun that is clattered to the floor uh, and a revolver. And make a perception check. 16. Okay. Uh, you also notice that there is a half-crumpled note next to the ledger and a packet of Chesterfield cigarettes and a half-pint bottle of old Fitzgerald whiskey that is teetering very close to the edge mm. of the desk at this point. And there's nobody... I thought there were other people back here. Mm, no, no, he's the only one. There's another exit we missed. Yeah, mm. a hatch or something or yeah. a trap door. Uh, the man takes another swing at you, Sebastian, uh, as he still regards you definitely as the greatest threat. Okay. Um, he, <laughs> the crowbar whistles down towards you, um, but he, he hasn't noticed Joy at all. And so as he lunges forward with his crowbar, he kind of inadvertently stumbles over Joy and drops his crowbar, uh, knocks his head against the desk. Uh, and is now on the floor, on all fours, kind of holding his forehead, uh, which is now bloodied, having having hit it on the edge of the desk. Dorothy, what do you want to do? So the crowbar is he's still carrying it, or it's in? No, he's reach? dropped it now. Okay, he's so I'm definitely going to kick the crowbar away, mm-hmm. or I'm just going to maybe I'm going to pick it up myself so that he doesn't have any weapons. I'm patting the guy on the back saying, don't worry, we've got a doctor here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think there's much more I can, because I certainly can't incapacitate him without Mm. my gun, but that feels like overkill. So I'm just going to take the crowbar away from him. Okay. uh, make see if he was okay. (laughs) He still seems like he might end up being a threat, Um. but I like your compassion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Make an attack check to take the crowbar away from him. Hmm. 13. Okay, uh, you step past 
Cornelia and Sebastian and lean down and take the crowbar and he kind of pours at it to try to grab it, but you you take it from him before he manages to. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, I'm going to ask the man if he's okay. <laughs> Are you all right there, <laughs> sir? Okay. like you've had a nasty fall. Uh, <laughs> he, he has had a nasty fall. He doesn't respond to you, though. Cornelia. Um, so he's just on the floor. He's on all fours, right yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dorothy is on the other side. Yeah. And Sebastian standing over him as well. And Joy is like crouched beneath all of you. <laughs> okay. It's very crowded in this office right now. I'm going to uh, investigate the rest of the room, see if there's any other exits or okay. where these people could have gone to. Yeah, ma- yeah, make an investigation check. Nine. Uh, okay, you you don't really see anything. Uh, it's very, very crowded in here. There's five people in a very, yeah. very small cramped office. Uh, Joy. Okay, so let's read the note. Okay. Uh, so you open the note and you start reading. It says, when you're done at the three clubs, go on down to the Bible Press over in Fulton. And then there's an address, 22 North Marcy Street. Uh, there's a little bit more in the note, but at this point, the man who's on all fours kind of surges upwards and he reaches into his side pocket and he pulls out a knife. Uh, he lunges for you again, Sebastian. What's your dexterity? Uh, 12. 12. Uh, he cuts you. It's a broad sweeping cut across your chest mm-hmm. and it tears through the clothing of your suit, uh, drawing blood. You take one point of damage. And it is your turn again, Dorothy. Dorothy will pistol whip him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. The three. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, instead of a really kind of clubbing motion with the butt of your gun, you end up just poking him with the barrel. uh, And it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really do very much. Uh, Sebastian. I would like to headbutt this gentleman. Two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, you step forward and try to headbutt him, but it ends up looking like more of a hug. You enter into a kind of clumsy clinch situation. Um, Cornelia. Uh, I would like to smack him with my umbrella. Okay. Um, Ten. Okay, that's a hit. Roll for damage. Uh, D4? Yep. One. (laughs) It is an umbrella. The man separates himself from the clinch with Sebastian, and as he does so, you slam the umbrella with the hook end of the handle of the umbrella right into his face with such force, it it breaks the handle a little bit, and it kind of gives... (gasps) But the hook of it does actually go into his eye uh, and you can hear him cry out in pain and you can see a small flush of blood uh, trickle down his face uh, and he falls to the floor seemingly unconscious. Wow. He broke my umbrella. I've had this for 20 years. I like to kick for body. (laughs) As the weak thuds of Cornelia's kicks are swallowed by the crescendo of activity from the main bar, Dorothy surveys the scene. This precipitous descent into violence should strike her as a failure, she thinks, and yet they are now closer to their quarry. They were only defending themselves, and they have their next clue in the crumpled note found by Joy. Surely even a price paid in blood might be worth the final victory. Dorothy looks at the haunted, bloodied face of Sebastian and tries to smile.
You've been listening to The Butchers of Goose Lake, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.